Um, animated film and this is a movie that I haven't seen so this is my first yes. time watching it um, I'm familiar with the story but I was not familiar with the movie adaptation of the story of Exodus so that was a um, pleasant surprise um, yeah so the Prince of Egypt tells the story of Exodus you know, Pharaoh let my people go. You see it every Easter, the Ten Commandments, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but this was in the animated version, like you said, it came out in 1998. Had a really big single with uh, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, yeah. uh, with singing uh, You Will Didn't Believe, or Believe, right? Mm -hmm. And it's actually just started uh, running a show in London uh, on stage. And uh, so <laughs> uh, it's going from screen to stage now, uh, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, it's considered one of the best animated films of all time. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, for, I mean, just the animation itself, mm -hmm. it really holds up, you know, I mean, yeah. 1998 is over 20 years ago, so but this movie still looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can but, remember uh, that. What did you think of the movie? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a couple of slow parts for me but um and I, I feel like excuse me especially with it being an animated movie so it's automatically gonna um have a built-in audience with kids i feel like they did a good job with telling the story and not going too graphic with the story um right yeah because i was um when I was watching it, I was kind of comparing it to the movie Exodus that came out a few years ago. So mm -hmm. I remember um, in that movie, there were several things that led up to the, their last resort with the kid, with the son. Mm -hmm. And they just went straight to the son. But they did it in such a tasteful way that it wouldn't be that traumatizing for kids. So yeah. Right. Yeah, so I really yeah, they, they do. They do try to keep it kid friendly, yeah. even though you know you have a lot going on. Right, right, right. Um, so we have a lot of like very well known people voicing these characters. You know, you mm -hmm. have Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sandra Bullock, Jeff Goldblum, Danny Glover, Patrick Stewart, Colin mm -hmm. Mirren, Steve Martin, Martin Short. And we also have James Avery doing some additional voices. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, the only one that I hear but it was the short. But um the rest of them I couldn't hear. Hold on, let me pull up the list. Because it was one of them that I was like, okay, that's that person. Really? But the James Avery no, one could... uh, shocked me. Oh, Jeff me Goldblum. Too. Jeff Goldblum. That Jeff one, Goldblum, I, can, yeah. I can pick him out of the lineup. But the rest I of mean, them, yeah, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff yeah. Goldblum was just very uh, noticeable. 
Right, right. But the rest of them, yeah, I was like, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the uh, music soundtrack score is done by Hans Zimmer, who's known for doing like things that are more bombastic, like he did um, Pies of the Caribbean soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. And he does like all the big booming soundtracks for like action films and stuff like that. And this soundtrack is much more subtle uh, than his usual kind of thing. And it's just, I think it's just beautiful. I love all the songs in the movie. Um, the the singers they got were just really excellent. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of like some very classic shots. And like, there's so much really great camera work in this. And it's an animated movie. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't think you might notice camera work in an animated movie, but they have some scenes that are just all one shot or where the camera just kind of slings around the character, which yeah. is uh, really interesting considering it's all animated. Right, right. Um, a few of the most memorable shots happen when uh, you know they're talking to Pharaoh and he's like right in line with a sculpture of himself where he's like larger than life mm-hmm. and then of course uh, when Moses parts the, the sea mm-hmm. and uh, you see like this large whale swimming through the sea with like this lightning in the background it's just beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. it tells the story of Exodus um with some modifications, which is where the Jewish people in in uh, Egypt were enslaved and you know building all kinds of structures and under the Egyptian thumb and Moses is a uh, you know uh, he's he's of Jewish descent right his whole family's Jewish but there's been this decree by the Pharaoh to um, kill all the small male infants so his mother puts him in a basket and sends him down the Nile. And his brother, Aaron, and his sister, Miriam, are watching. And Miriam sees him being found by um, the, the queen in this one. Um, mm-hmm. And he grows up believing he's a prince of Egypt next, uh, next right next to his brother, who is legitimate prince of Egypt. Right, right. So he grows up with all the privilege and trappings and you seem to be a loving family, you know. Mm-hmm. They get along really well, um, Moses and Ramses. But uh, you know, one day he, one day Moses stumbles into town, and Miriam sees him, and she's like, "Oh, you know, I thought you would never come back." You know, basically letting him know that he's their brother because he doesn't believe it. Right. You know, she tells him, "Go ask the one you call father about what happened." You know, to all the little Jewish babies. You know, when he was born. And he finds out what happens. And this is really great uh, animated sequence done in kind of hieroglyphic fashion, mm-hmm. uh, which is really innovative and uh, very different from anything else you see in the movie. And of course, once Moses finds out, he's horrified. Uh, he starts really to notice like all the oppression that's happening around him in a way that he didn't notice before. Um, which I, I like that idea because, you know, this has been going around around him all of his life, but it's been back on him because it's his privilege not to know, you know, mm-hmm. know about this stuff. Right. And uh, he sees uh, an Egyptian overseer treating this older man very harshly, whipping him to make him work faster, and he accidentally kills him. And he runs away because he's so ashamed. Mm-hmm. And that's where he 
finds uh, who become his wife. He's with the Midians. He finds he finds them. He starts living with them. Becomes a shepherd, and he eventually sees the burning bush where God tells him, "Hey, you people got to go back to Egypt and free free all the other Jewish people who are uh, enslaved." And so he does, and uh, Ramses, his brother, is now Pharaoh. And of course, he doesn't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get, you know, he, Moses gets there, and he says, you know, he's got his staff. You know, behold, the power of God, it turns to a snake, right? And then uh, Ramses is like, oh, we have priests who can do that, too. So his priests come out, and they do the same thing. <laughs> And they have a whole song and dance. You're playing with the big boys now, you know? Right, right. And while they're doing their song and dance, Moses' snake eats the other two. Mm-hmm. Right? Which I thought was some really great foreshadowing. Right. Um, of course, we, we get the ten plagues. And they do a really great montage for these. Uh, because it can kind of take a while to go through. Because right. there's, there's a few. Right. Um, <laughs> But they do this uh, really great montage. And then when it comes to the final one, is which is where all of the firstborn, without the uh, sheep's blood on their door, will die, they have this really interesting choice where they just take all of the sound out of the scene and all you hear is this whistling wind of death as it moves through the houses mm-hmm. of Egypt. And you just hear people just kind of like sighing into the wind to signify that they had they had died. Yeah, and it's really effective. I, it's it's just chilling to me. Like yeah. it's scary. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it is. But I feel like that that's the part I was talking about earlier. I feel like they did it in such a tasteful way that it wouldn't be traumatizing. Right. You know? So they they really came together in the writing room for that one. Because it was like, how yeah, are you gonna? Did. How are you going to show kids dying and not have kids be traumatized and have nightmares about it, you know? So Yeah. Well, because it's at night, they really only show one child dying, right? And because it's at night, people are asleep, so there's no real difference in their demeanor or anything, right? Yeah. And then the other... The other things they show are more symbolic. So, you know, maybe a cup falling, a candle going out, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you don't see it, but you get the picture. Right, right. And then, uh, yeah, because you really 100% know when Ramesses uh, died. Right. Yeah. We do see that, uh, you know, the next, maybe later that night or the next morning, mm-hmm. Moses is there with Ramses, and Ramses' uh, firstborn has passed away because of the plague. Mm-hmm. And so that's when he finally relents and uh, says, you know, okay, he'll free the Jews. Yeah. Now, in the uh, original Bible story, he does this like four times before that final plague. <laughs> he says, okay, I'll free you, then changes his mind like four times. Which is why you get that really super intense plague at the end. Right. Um, but he says, you know, he'll let them go. So everybody's packing up. They're they're ready to go. They're just so amazed. They're going to be free. They're going to actually have a chance to leave this land and determine their own future. And that's when you get the song uh, "Believe." Yeah. And uh, yeah, the as part, they come to the one part I was talking about was um, because I did not. Um, see the show, but I knew 
or not the show, but the movie. But I knew about the song with Mariah and Whitney because it was a huge deal. So I was really shocked that it was not them singing it in the movie. Right. Yeah, they had a few different uh, versions of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. So there was that version and there was also like the country version. But in the movie, it's the singers or the singers they have for the actresses. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yes, I remember being surprised about that too because I heard the song before I saw the movie. Yeah. I mean, because you have Mariah and Whitney pairing up two of the most legendary singers of all time, like right. And then they had a whole promo for the song mm-hmm. because they were uh, they were uh, building on the whole thing about them. Um, banter or having issues so they were like hyping up that so and then they like did a whole um, they did a whole little skit for an award show I want to say it was the VMAs oh really? yeah yeah they came out in the same dress and yeah (laughs) playing on the whole diva right Right. Can't get along idea. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. So it was a whole promo for that song. That's why I'm shocked. Cause it cause on top of that it's a really good song with these two powerhouse it's really voices. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really shocked that they weren't on it. But it's a very nice duet. Mm-hmm. You know, really lets you hear both the rages and then you get to hear them sing together. It's just amazing. Right, right. But the um, so the the Jews and Moses and Aaron and Miriam all get to the Red Sea, and behind them they actually see Ramses has followed with his army, and he's you know enraged and he's like no I'm not gonna let them go in fact kill everybody, and it's at this point where Moses puts his staff in the water and parts the sea, and it just comes up with these in these waves and it's just it's really amazing it's just animated it just still looks really good right even though it's way over twenty years old right. Aged well. And it's aged exceedingly well. Yeah. And uh, everybody gets through, and uh, there's a column of fire that helps keep uh, the Egyptians back. But as soon as everybody gets through, uh, you know, they start running through it and trying to still chase after, you know, these folks through the water. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Moses has to let his stuff down and washes everybody away. And that's. Uh, Pretty much where it ends. He does. We do see him a little bit later coming down the mountain with the uh, Ten Commandments, but this story is simply about the Exodus and not the Ten Commandments portion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the rundown of the plot uh, for the story. Yeah. Um, so, but I love it. It's, it's a really well done movie, mm-hmm. really well written. Um, you don't really need to be religious at all to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's got uh, several good themes, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I thought that as well, because me going in to the movie, I didn't know what this movie was about. So, mm. me going... Really? In, yeah. Yeah, so me going into it, and then the the wording 
at the beginning, I was like, oh, okay. So then I was just like, wow. So Disney really took on the story of Exodus. They did. They did. And I thought that, I thought that was a, a great idea, but I just, I can see why somebody would push back on them doing that. Because you don't really look to Disney to tell Bible stories. Right. No. But there are lots of, uh, I did was watching lots of you know, reviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they had lots of people, like religious people, people who are uh, in different parts of religion. Like they, they, they're theologians or they're actually in the church or you know, reacting to this and like telling the differences between uh, the Bible story and this one. And pretty much everyone that I watched, they all really liked the film. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've seen I've seen different people tell the Exodus story. Like, I've seen the movie Exodus. Um, there was a miniseries that came out about 10 years ago that told different stories of the Bible. And one of them was Exodus. So I saw that version. Then when I was a kid is when I learned about it. So it was like, I've seen this several times, but I feel like this one was probably the best version of it. You know, especially when you look at the reviews and then you compare them to the reviews of Exodus. Like I did Mm -hmm. my Exodus. (laughs) I I actually enjoyed Exodus, but they trashed Exodus. So people really, really like the Prince of Egypt way better than they like Exodus. So And you can see why. Yeah. 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 You definitely can can see why. Did um, you have a favorite uh song or it was it was the believe song. Like even with yeah. the surprise of Whitney and Mariah not singing it in the movie, I still enjoyed it. And it's probably because I really enjoyed the Whitney and Mariah believe, you know. I just was I just was shocked it wasn't them in the movie. I wonder what was the idea behind them not being in the movie. I think it was because they had these different soundtracks. They couldn't put them both in the movie. So they were like, we'll just let the actresses have the movie and then we'll just have these on the separate soundtracks. Also gets people to buy more, you know, related products. Yeah, I can see that. It's just I mm-hmm. like that was the most popular. So yeah. Mm. Well, for us, you know, I don't know. Maybe in other quarters, the Nashville soundtrack, as they call it, was more popular. I didn't even know it was. <laughs> like you I didn't mean it, you know. So I was doing research. Yeah, you thought that at least you would have known. Maybe not heard it, but you would have known that they. Yeah, but you know, hey, it's fine. Yeah. We got this one here; it works. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't imagine who I would replace Mariah Carey with Houston with. So, right, right, and then the pressure. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm like, I would have felt so pressured. But maybe yeah. they and they and there were other tracks too uh, with Casey and JoJo, Boys to Men. They were also on that particular soundtrack. Oh really? 
Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a big deal. Outside yeah, of the belief song. Uh, yeah. yeah, outside of the belief song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it did well. So uh, the budget was $70 million. And then worldwide, it made $218.6 million. It did really well, and another thing about it is the story of Moses is something you'll find in Jewish tradition and Christian tradition and Muslim tradition as well, Islamic tradition. Mm-hmm. So you get to cross all different kinds of audiences right. uh, with this particular story, which is why it was chosen. One of the reasons why it was chosen, and they actually have a quote from each of religious texts at the end uh, of the movie that uh, talk about Moses. Uh, although it was banned in some places because Moses, yes, he's considered a prophet in Islam. You're not supposed to have any depictions of prophets. So there were a few countries where it was banned, including Egypt. Yeah, right. I think it was like 19 countries in total. Yeah, it was quite a few. He had the Maldives, he had Malaysia, Indonesia. Yeah. Yes, Indonesia did eventually release it on um, a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to see it in Indonesia, you might be able to find it on DVD. Right. Right. They'll they'll let you stream it now. But But it was nominated for Academy Awards and Grammy Awards, of course, right? Mm -hmm. There's several awards here. And um, you don't really, I don't know why you don't really hear about it that much, right? Like you hear about Toy Story and other films. Uh, of that era, um, but it's for me. I think it's definitely something worth checking out and like having uh, in your collection. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what other um, besides Toy Story? What other big animated movies are out around the world? I know Toy Story. That was like what ninety five or something like that. Right. Toy Story was previous. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's still, it's, it's iconic. It's legendary. People talk about it all the time. People really, really love Toy Story. Um, you just don't really hear about Prince of Egypt that much, in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe because they're not, like, redoing it or it's not a part two or something like that. You know? Because I'm thinking, like, maybe yeah. Milan. It's kind of hard to have a sequel. Right, right. <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe Milan, but Milan just had a live action version. Then we yeah. also had um, The Lion King, but The Lion King's been on stage, and we had a live action version. Um, maybe because they just they did it and they left it alone. Maybe, but uh, we are getting that stage version, so yeah. So that might maybe restart the conversation. Exactly. Yeah. They did do a prequel, uh, although I've never seen it, uh, for Joseph King of Dreams. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that too. Um, Yeah, I was wondering if you had saw that one or not, because that one went um, direct to uh, DVD. Well, was it DVD Mm -hmm. back then? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Direct to DVD. But, 
Yeah, because that that one kind of like talked about the book of Genesis looked like. Hmm. Or uh, probably the story of the multicolored coat. I don't want to come to Joseph, but uh, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Speculating right now. Um, but this is a fa- one of the one of, a favorite of mine from the the late nineties, mm-hmm. even though I was pretty much out of animated movies, right? Yeah, yeah, that was high school. <laughs> that was high school, so that right. was. Um, so what what was your um, favorite part of it of the movie? Ooh, you know that's hard to say because it's so good in so many different respects mm-hmm. um but i think just the choices they made really that make certain scenes stand out like we talked about we have the angel of death coming through the town mm-hmm. and then also the scene where you have moses see the burning bush mm-hmm. and it's just kind of uh you have all these voices all these different voices that are supposed to be the voice of god i like the way that was mixed in there and um you know, how do you really do a burning bush that's not scary or, you know, show that it's, you know, where you don't look crazy. different than, right. And I think they handled that really well. Yeah. Um, but even just the opening uh, for Deliver Us, the song there, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. 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 I think it, I think it was just a, a overall good movie. They told that story very well. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, they definitely told it really well. They have an amazing cast. Um, and they do change a little bit because in the Bible, Aaron is like the one doing most of the miracles. And Moses is just kind of uh, like, um, Aaron is doing like the voicing and the, and the miracles. And, and uh, Moses is kind of backing him up with like, you know, as, as his, uh, stand in for God, I guess you could say. Um, so they cut a lot back on Aaron in this movie, which is a shame to me because you have Jeff Goldblum, mm. and he's such a character. Right. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more of him in here. Um, but then again, you have Steve Martin. You have the two Steves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Martin and Steve Short. And Martin Short, excuse me, the two Martins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, as the priests, and they do offer uh, comedic relief. Yeah. Yeah, I like it when they come in together. Um, they're actually together on a, um, a new Hulu show. Wasn't that uh, Only Murderer Left Alive or something? The Only Murderers in the Building? Yeah, yeah. That's that, that was some good stuff. Really check it out. Um, Actually, one of the things that I really like about this movie is also the characterization, because you can see Moses and Ramses have a close bond. Like, they really love each other. Um, And it's kind of, it's heartbreaking that, you know, they have to part ways like this, but, you know, uh, Moses is like, could you stop enslaving my people? And Ramses is like, no. So that's kind of a hard line. (laughs) Right, right. You know. But they do make it so it's like, well, yeah, Ramses is an enslaver and oppressor, but he does have this love for his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes him feel more human, you know, than necessarily all villains. 
Right, right. Because you didn't completely hate them. Right. Now, in the real story, didn't they exile Moses? Well, in the real story, Moses murdered. Well, he killed the he killed the guy. Instead of it was an accident, and uh, he did leave because uh, Pharaoh threatened to kill him for it. It's pretty much a self exile, right? Yeah. 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 I just And he's supposed to be like in his eighties when they come back to Egypt. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I remember bits and pieces of the original story. But for some reason I just thought that they they made him leave. So okay. No, it was in his best interest not to come back. Right. So. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, right. So you want to do the, um, want to get to the rating? Yeah, of course. Okay. How many, how many, uh, cameras, film cameras would you give it? Okay. Well, let's go over the rating system. Um, we have one film camera as, um, trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. Um, I think because I'm so late to the game that mm. I'll probably give it a 3.5. Well, 3.5, why is that? Um, even though I did enjoy it, it didn't like strike a chord and it wasn't something mm-hmm. like I'm like oh I want to watch again mm-hmm. you know so I I tried to put myself back in um, a mind frame of a, a teenager when it actually came out but <laughs> sometimes you just can't 100% do that <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like in my current mind it's not necessarily something that I'm like oh y'all want to watch the Prince of Egypt let's watch it you know so Mm -hmm. but it was a good movie it was a good movie and I do I do acknowledge that and appreciate what it did did do you know Mm -hmm. so I would say I would say like a 3.5 for me I would give it a 5 um, even after it had been years, and, I mean, many, many, many years since I had seen this film, mm-hmm. and then I watched it uh, for the podcast uh, just last week, and the music stayed in my mind for like three days. Okay. And I was like, wow, I could really kind of watch that again, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a, a reaction I necessarily anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the only other thing I've been thinking for about that long is Encanto. So. <laughs> Oh, wow. That's yeah. catching up to you. But, yeah. I would give it a five. Um, I mean, if you were to watch this movie today, you, just looking at it, you wouldn't know, oh, this movie is, like, over 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Over 25 years old, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The animation is beautiful. The framing, the shots. Mm-hmm. 
are really great. Like, there's no reason for the shots to be this good. Like, <laughs> for this for this DreamWorks movie. But it is. Um, and again, the music is really just very moving. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely some of Hans Zimmer's best work. think it's because I'm so late to the game. <laughs> I understand. I get yeah. that. I get that. Yeah. But yeah. But this is just basically perfect for me. Yeah. I think it's just it's just so well done on so many different levels. Yeah. Um and this is, you know, DreamWorks, right? So it's not even Pixar, which has, you know, the reputation. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, great cast, beautiful work that stands the test of time, and these really great songs and really fantastic music, and Whitney and Mariah, like, I have to go to five. (laughs) Right. You can get those two powerhouses, but you definitely want to get Whitney. For sure, exactly. Yeah. It's great, but um, it is available, let's see, we saw it on Peacock. Yeah. So uh, you can see it there. But there's also it's also available from it to other places online as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh Pretty Princess Dreamworks. Which uh, is our first animated. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure we'll be revisiting some animated because there's some animated that I fall short on. <laughs> that could... Yeah, we're going to revisit some of those childhood classics with Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. So, They'll so be brand new. Be, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. So where can they find you? And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Valar More Dollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. I'm also on another podcast with uh, five other Black women talking nerd stuff called Nerdgasm Noir. What about you, Lindsay? Where can I find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter under uh, L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. Um, I'm also on another podcast. It's called The Ish We Talk. It's on the screen. So, um, yeah. You can find me in those places. Um, and then also, they can find you on um, Pay or Wait. That's right. I'm doing Euphoria recaps. Uh, we do a live recap after each episode of Euphoria that airs. Uh, so I'll be doing that tonight. It's going to be on Pair Weight on YouTube. Yeah, yeah I saw, um, not last week, but the week before. Yeah, so you did a really good job on that. Thank you. Yeah. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to catch up. I'm still I'm still on season one. Because I was watching it. Oh, yeah. I was watching it every week. And then the last two episodes stopped and never picked it back up. Oh. Yeah. So I need to go back. Maybe I'll do it yes. tonight at work. But, 
I'd love to hear your thoughts when you finish. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good, y'all. I just I literally don't have an excuse. Cause I mean we talk about it every week at work and everything. I I just don't have an excuse on why. Life gets in the way sometimes, but that's okay. That's yeah. what online streaming is for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um until next time, this is Woman Be Beast Radio. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.